You're listening to The Lost Art of Liner Notes, a podcast by Rumble Yard. Recently, we caught up with Morgan Saint and her producer Cass Dillon and invited them to discuss making Morgan's new EP, Seventeen Hero. I could be looking for you, looking for you, in all the wrong places. I could be missing on you, missing on you, with all of this dreaming. I better chase this ghost before it leaves me. I am Morgan Singh. I'm Cass Dillon, and uh, we made this record together. Yes. Yeah. So, um, how did we meet? What did, where, where did that start from? I guess I, the, the I, North Fork. I met Cass for the first time when he was playing at this restaurant, CJ's. CJ's. In the same shopping center that my mom has her store, and Cass was just had released his own EP, mm-hmm. and Stefano was there. And we bought like 40 bells of hay. Yeah, you did. And and actually, he, they wanted to like... We made like a stage out of make hay. Make like a vibe. Yeah. It was literally in like the alleyway of the shopping center, which mm-hmm. is actually pretty cool. It is cool. And you guys, I think, borrowed a rug from my mom. Oh, yeah, my, we did. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because my mom's an interior designer, and she has a lot of rugs. Yeah, the hay, the cowboy boots. I was like, damn, this yeah. guy's like a cowboy. <laughs> and, um, and I had long blonde hair, and oh I look nothing God. like I look right now. Yeah. And remember Joe... This guy, Joe, who works for my mom, yeah. he was, like, the warehouse manager. He came around with moonshine. He Woo. had, like, a bottle of, like, moonshine from, like, somewhere down south. We met over moonshine, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we made a little record together. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about how we, we started that, how that all came together. Yeah, I mean, I think working together, obviously I, I thought Cass was super talented as a singer-songwriter, and it was, like, refreshing to see. Because he wasn't from Long Island. Well, like out, out there east, in the North Fork where, where I, you are. I'm yeah. from. And he happened to come out there to make this EP, which, oddly enough, is called Oregon... What's it called? Oregon, Oregon Road. Oregon Road, which is the road that my dad grew up on. Crazy. And There are, like, a lot of serendipitous, Yeah, like, weird, cool, so many weird things. Strange, Actually, I think yeah. I met Stefano, our manager, first, who... He, no, he it, met Danielle, I think he, your aunt. Yeah, somehow. he met Danielle because I think you were doing some sort of thing through Pulse magazine, which right, 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 right. I used to help my mom with like advertisement and stuff. Photos and all and, that. And yeah. and we advertise in Pulse magazine. Danielle introduced us. Oh my gosh, yeah, it feels like a really long time ago, but it wasn't I, that long ago. I know, but then you sent me a song. So I I wrote a song. I was graduating from college and I had been writing a lot. I was working on my thesis project, which was called All the Ways, which mm-hmm. was like a really long-term project. And I had written like a poem a day for a year. And I was also writing music at the time. And I sent you a song called All the Ways that was inspired by was so beautiful my thesis project. And I, I sent him a voice recording on my phone. And but I mean, like for me, that was one of those moments where like just you, acoustic guitar, a vocal crappy little iPhone recording and I just I was like so excited I was like yes this is like such a beautiful like raw piece of music to like run with you know and I was like this is this is gonna be like I was like well Well, so then I had like gotten some money for graduation I was like I want to put it towards something like that I could turn into I love like having something to hold on to 
my thesis project, I ultimately made part of it into like a book that I could right. hold on to. So I was like, I want to like really record a song, even if it's just this one song, just to like have done it and yeah. have it to hold on to. And we did. And that was where it all started. And then I fell in love with the process and I felt like I had learned so much being in the studio just for that one song. And I like was like hooked. So yeah, we've like, we've kind of messed with like a few different areas of music until we like found your sound. Like, yeah, but I feel like it happened pretty, pretty. Oh yeah. Like like within like a month, you know, but I mean, I think we started acoustically because Mm -hmm. that's just how I had written. Yeah. You were like playing out like vineyards and you were like this, like the sweetest little songwriter, like playing acoustic guitar. And it's just like, let's, this is great. Let's take this Mm -hmm. and go with that. And then we're like, well, let's try something electronic because you're listening to a lot of that stuff. And I was like, hell yeah. Well, I think I had always grown up listening to like a lot of acoustic and that's how I write either on the piano or guitar. So it made sense to start there. But then when I was writing, I approached it differently after that as far as like... Mm. Imagining where it could go. Yeah, right. But it's interesting how I can approach it now, like already hearing how I imagine it. I can imagine like the world that I, like, I want it to live in sonically before we even yeah. move into the studio. Sure. So, yeah. so what, so this record you've talked about being like very conceptualized as far as like mm-hmm. where the inspiration comes from and like the songs like telling a story. So mm-hmm. is there like one song in particular that like really wraps up where the inspiration came from? I think as far as the EP goes, Glass House I think that song more than anything, when I was writing it, it was like I was having this weird moment where I was thinking about a like more romantic relationship that I was like dealing with. And then I was realizing how I'm like seeing patterns and trends in like my behavior and my relationships from like relationships from when I was growing up. And it was like, so I'm always wondering like, does this song make any sense to anybody? Because it makes so much sense in my head, but it was really like, whoa, like I'm I'm seeing connections between things. And then I also think it was like a pivotal moment where I'm like, okay, well, I'm part of all these relationships. And if there's a trend, then maybe like there's certain things that I could change about the way uh, I approach life. And Psychoanalyze yourself. I don't know. I do some weird stuff. But <laughs> um, so it was like really the one song that like just took like the past yeah. and yeah. and the present and the future and like, is in this one yeah. song. And that song to me, that was like one of the trippiest experiences yeah. I ever had with like collaborating with someone because yeah. I remember we were in a in a place where I was like, you got signed and then we were like, we need tons of songs mm-hmm. and like we had just recorded tons of songs and then it was like, where yeah. are we going to like pull from, right. you know, like, like the well has been like, you know, we've been like hitting it hard. Totally. Um, so then something personal happened with me in, in a relationship in my life. And mm-hmm. I was, so then I was like, well, maybe I'll send you some like musical ideas yeah. and more we'll, like collaborate like that to help the writing process move right. forward. So I just went through like, a, like, like the worst weekend ever. So heartbroken. And, and I didn't I just, know this until You did after. not know. You had no so, idea. Okay. Yeah. So I sent Cass Glass House, which I had written and we collaborated, so then that was, like, his part that he hadn't heard at all yet. Right, like, right. So melodically I, and, yeah. like, lyrically. And so when I sent it to him, he loved it, and then we never talked about never, what it was I, about I know, yeah. or anything. So it was funny because, like, I feel like a, like less than a year later, but, like, all the ways later, well, yeah. we were, like, eating dinner at my mom's house, and he was, like, told me about, well, you can continue, but how you, like, had this weird connection to... Well, yeah, so, like, I, like... 
I was like going through something, so I like I threw my emotions into like this like you know this little track idea, and then you sent it back with the melody and lyric over it, and like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you literally wrote what I just went through. Yeah. It was another like, you know, a little iPhone recording mm-hmm. over the, the little track. Yeah. And like, it, I was just like in tears because I was oh. like, it's just it's like just a totally weird connection. wrapped up everything. Yeah. Shackled to the back of your head, boy. Hoping you will fall down into me. Crash into me. Won't you love me now? Let's talk about maybe some other people that contributed to the record that like this record maybe really needed that extra little totally. love, you know. Um, so to start, we've done some like strip tracks, and our friend Kim, yeah, Kim Vogels, Kim who's Vogels, brilliant. who's so amazing. Yeah. Um, actually, I think I met her like was she playing the cello for you at that time? Yeah, yeah, she was doing her own stuff, mm-hmm. and then like we would like you know I'd play guitar for her, and she'd right. play cello yeah. for me, and we would so like, ca- do shows yeah, together. so cast is like I think the music you make for yourself, the way I would describe it is like super feel good. Very relatable, definitely more like natural sounding, organic. organic. And so every time you'd play, it was like so cool to watch because Kim would always like play with you and John would be playing the drums. So that's how I ended up meeting Kim through you. Mm -hmm. She was playing the cello. Yeah. And I just thought she was awesome. She's also a singer songwriter. Yeah. So she Um, arranged the strings on the strip stuff. So for the strip stuff, she, yep, she did the strings. She did such a beautiful job. And And then we have. On the EP. We have Josh Barker and mm-hmm. Ethan Brewington, my mm-hmm. buddies down in Nashville. Yeah, they contributed to Just Friends. And yeah, they, um, Josh's bass line, boom, 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 boom. And yeah. then, you know, when we just like went with that track, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's super funky. Yeah. Let's keep going. That's like so. That, and then now it's like the new single, you know? Yeah. Pretty cool. weird things throughout this process happen like what like I feel like we there's like always like a lot of like two banana like, pancakes <laughs> <laughs> no I'm just kidding that was um, kind of great though no I mean well we work in Cass's studio which is um actually on Long Island so I take mm-hmm. like the Long Island Railroad from Manhattan to him which is a little bit of like a trip so usually I'll stay over then we'll just get a bunch of work done and will you live in like a very specific, like industrial area. <laughs> There's like a we're above a an auto body shop. And yeah, so half the time we're the like, oh, we can't shop. do vocals because they're like drilling someone's car <laughs> below yeah. us. Um, Rent is cheap, and I can make music at any time of the day, at any time at night. So yeah, and that's something that I can't do in my great. apartment because yeah. I get 
so many noise. My apartment's like ready to kick me out. Like I've well, gotten, good, I'm moving. To timing. The, um, but like, it's funny because I've lived in my apartment for like four or five, probably five years now. And I'm finally moving, but you know, obviously I like make music. So I'm like loud. I'll plug my guitar in or I'll have yeah. my piano loud or I'll, I'll literally like plug in a microphone to an amp and like sing. And like, I stay up kind of late and my building's like a lot of older people. I've gotten so many noise complaints. They literally think I'm like the, and also when I was in school, I would be like spray painting in my apartment and they'd be like, what the hell? Like, they think you, they just think, they just think like- I'm like a delinquent. Like they literally, th- <laughs> and, I'm, and when I'm not working or like pretty much for the most part, like I probably look homeless. Like I'm like in like big sweatpants and a sweatshirt and like no makeup and like I have like this crazy hair and they're just like, this girl is like literally nuts. And my mom came in to visit me and, um, and she was like talking to my doorman who like literally does not like me. Like he will like open the door for other people and then will look no. at me with like three suitcases and just like watch no me. No way. I think they literally just think I'm like a troublemaker, right. but I'm not. You're not. That's so funny. So my mom was like, oh, I told your doorman all about what you're doing and I told him to watch you on Conan. And they probably are just like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> like it probably like, all clicked to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now he's like kind of nicer to me. So oh, I'm moving he, now. Because he wants those tickets. So I'm happy to come to you and make a lot of noise and not feel like we're going to get any complaints. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, we were getting back to the, the story about the tuna and the pancake, which yes. is not, probably not that interesting. So. I know, but... Uh, it's I, so well, funny. It's just, yeah. So we're, we're in, like, the bagel place across the street from my studio. We always eat at, like, not, like, real, like... Normal hours. Nor- yeah. It's, like, lunch is at, like, 3.30 and mm-hmm. dinner's like... 10 o'clock if we remember to eat dinner yeah. and it's like all over the place yeah so we had we were at the bagel place and you were probably ordering something healthy and i couldn't decide if i wanted like breakfast or lunch <laughs> and like so i was like going in there i was like i'm just gonna get lunch like i randomly started liking like tuna fish which is really gross but no. something about it on like a bagel no it's that's oh, amazing actually no you it's know what like happened is you told me to get the chicken salad yes. and i had ordered that one chicken time salad there and they gave slamming. me the tuna instead and i was like this is so good it tastes oh, okay. like chicken salad yeah it kind of does yeah it's like so much then same. i just got that but then when we walked in there people were still eating breakfast it was like a sunday or something Smell probably everything. and it smelled so good and i was like i just want pancakes too so <laughs> you ordered the two things. So that I you ordered wanted. I ordered specifically my tuna sandwich on a bagel and one I asked her if she could make me one pancake. Yeah. So then we're like, so continue. So then we're sitting there waiting and like, you know, we're I don't know, sitting at the table, just, you know, killing the few minutes that we had while they were making yeah. the food. And what did you get? And Probably then, like egg whites know. with on a scooped out like maybe something. Probably <laughs> exactly that. Anyway, so so then we're sitting there and then all of a sudden we hear Tuna and a pancake? <laughs> and she had like, like a thick accent. Yeah, yeah. And we started like cracking up because it was just like. Because it's like, I don't know. I never heard those people two were words just like, together before. Tuna, yeah. Tuna and a pancake. Yeah. Not like pancakes. It almost sounded like you ordered like a pancake with a little tuna yeah, on top of exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Which is offensive. And we started like laughing hysterically. And I feel like she thought we were like making fun of her I accent know, or something. I and I felt so bad. bad. Yeah. But it was still really funny. But you told her that it was just. Yeah, I was like, sorry. I just ordered really weird things and we're cracking up at. This process, I, I almost feel like there were like different like phases and like stages, and there's like the beginning of us working together. Mm-hmm. Then like once the label came in and we were making even more music and mm-hmm. the EP, and then like finishing it with more songs and the mm-hmm. album. Like 
were there any periods for you where you were like worried or or like or mm. doubtful or or like stressed or did you ever have any? Not music? really. I mean, I definitely think there's just a lot of like gray area as far as like when does this stuff need to be done by like how many songs do we need right, to present for right, that right. and i'm just like every song that i'm making i really believe in or i'm not gonna we're not gonna, we're like, gonna like finish it or like, like if i write something I'm like that i'm not that like mm, i don't really feel like this is could really go somewhere mm-hmm. i just would like skip it yeah but i guess since we weren't like I wasn't sharing all those acoustic versions of the songs that I feel like people want to like listen to before you make music. I was just like, yeah, I'm just making like what I believe in. And I like, I was like set on those songs, which is so cool. So I think it was like, you know, the idea of making more songs than you plan to use was like, felt like a waste to me. And I still feel like, and also something that like, wasn't really in like our schedule. It wasn't like we could like be just taking our time, banging out like all these songs. Yeah. Like it was getting busy and, so yeah. that was a little stressful, but I felt like, you know, we collaborated on a few songs, which helped like time wise mm-hmm. for me, because it's like, how many songs can you like just yeah, you write were, fully on your most own? Most artists, I feel like, you know, are, are writing songs almost like, I mean, their whole life or like, right. you know, or with or like at a least whole a long, bunch of people. Yeah. And, and then there's like a process and you can go back and kind of pick like af- after like, you know, the last five, six, mm-hmm. seven years, you've been like really writing music mm-hmm. and pulled the best stuff. Yeah. But with you, it was I like, was you like were writing, writing as for, we were going. You started really writing your own first real songs like two and a half years ago. Like yeah. I mean, years. I mean, I know you were always like writing, you know, but yeah. when you really took it seriously and were like, these are finished. Yeah, and exactly. With melody and lyric and yeah. everything together. I know you've been writing mm-hmm. poetry for like forever yeah. and making music and playing music forever, yeah. but like. I think writing with the intention of it turning into something, exactly. that's yeah, a that's different process. I mean. yeah, totally. And so I think once we released the EP and like gave Epic like that to run with, yeah. then we had a minute to like, I could go back to just like writing really intimately and yeah, like yeah, yeah. connecting. And I feel like some of those songs are like mm-hmm. my favorite just yeah, because I feel like I, it wasn't rushed and I could... You can almost like, just, I, I, I don't know, maybe because I'm part of the process, I could like yeah. feel... yeah. Yeah, it's funny how you your state of mind when you're writing that or like how it came together mm-hmm. can affect your relationship with the song like long term. Of course. Isn't yeah. that weird? I know, yeah. So tell me and whoever's listening out there, I don't know. Um Mom. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Grandma. Uh who's uh, like what's what's up next? Um, what's going on? That's always a good question. I'm never really sure what's going on like <laughs> tomorrow, but um I mean my hope and I, I think is that you know, obviously, sooner than later, we'll release the album. It's being early summer. Um, yeah, I think early. I mean, and, maybe and you guys spring. would know better than me. I think early summer. I will probably release like a single, um, and then we'll release the album. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know, lots of stuff. Tours. Yeah, touring. A lot of touring. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Playing a few festivals. Um, and we got this mm-hmm. this uh, West Coast tour with Missy. Yeah, I think after we wrap that. I mean, I think. Time will tell, but I, w- I think we would love to reach like a point where we could just do like a headlining tour, you mm-hmm. know, maybe towards the fall. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I guess we'll see how things go, but. Of course. Yeah, lots of exciting things. I mean, even outside of music, I think I never like to box myself in as just, you know, musical artist. I'm really yeah. involved with like fashion. Fashion and mm-hmm. like the visual end of what I'm making. So I'm excited. Like we have a new video coming out. Mm-hmm. A bunch of exciting things. Mm-hmm. So. Busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
So yeah. um, this is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. You rule. Love you. You rule. Love you too. You're a Morgan Saint. You're Cass Dillon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> Huge thanks to Morgan Saint and Cass Dillon for being our guests. You can visit morgansaint.com to find out more about her new EP, 17 Hero, available now. This episode was produced by Lee Stimmel, Mark Grandy, Donna Shapiro, and me, Matthew Billy. Special thanks to Simon Marcus of Pippa and Epic Records. The Lost Art of Liner Notes is a Rumble Yard production. Rumble Yard is a division of Sony Music Entertainment. For more information, please visit rumbleyard.com. Thanks for listening. We don't need